Hey there, my name is Bethany Bravery, and I'm the host of the Bringing Her Hope podcast. But even more than that, I want you to know that you are welcome into this conversation, that there is a seat for you at this table. And I honestly, I can't wait for you to meet each and every one of these amazing women who I know will inspire you to also live out the story that God is calling you to, and to give you hope that He will be faithful to redeem your story as well. We will laugh together for sure and most definitely cry, but you know what? I get so excited about the thought that together we can grow deeper in love with Jesus, that we can jump with both feet into the adventure He has for us. So get ready. It's going to be a crazy, amazing ride. My guests this week on the Bringing Her Hope podcast are Lindsay and Dusty Cooper. After surviving several years of sexual abuse, Lindsay met the love of her life. Lindsay and her husband, Dusty, of now 16 years, recall what it's like to navigate life post-sexual trauma and how they commit daily to love each other well. Why don't you share a little bit with our viewers and our listeners about who you guys are? Well, as you said, I'm Lindsay. This is Dusty. Um, we uh, have been married for almost 17 years. Uh, we have three kids, um, a 16-year-old son, uh, almost 11-year-old daughter, and then a four-year-old son. We together own two businesses, a dance studio, identity dance company, and then um, an event and party planning business um, called Identity Events and Entertainment. So we are extremely busy um, with three kids and schedules and things like that. But um, we have a lot of fun with what God has called us to do in our life. Do you have anything to add to that? Killed it. Okay. Killed it. You're good. I love it. Um, so those of you that have been listening or watching uh, Bring Your Hope podcast for a while, you know that Lindsay is a return guest from season two, episode three, which feels like forever ago. I know. shared her story of what it was like to be human sex trafficked. And um, so will you give us just a little background? I know they can go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. Um, we have so much more to talk about today um, that I'm excited to talk about, about navigating love, even after trauma and what that looks like. Um, but Lindsay, tell me just a little bit about what your story looked like. Oh, sure. So um, when I was about 21 years old, I found myself in a situation where I was just really lost and broken. I had left a lot of um, my passions behind. I was dancing, but I had kind of walked away from that just from um, multiple rejections and um, just really struggling finding who I was and um, had made some poor decisions along the way, just getting really wrapped up in the wrong in the wrong crowd and um really just trying to search for myself in all the wrong places. And I ended up finding um, myself offered a job that I thought was completely legitimate. And um, at first it was, um, but as uh, the the days went on and the weeks went by, I realized that I had been um, groomed and hired to be this man's um, personal, um, like prostitute, if, if you will. And, um, and just the, the realization of that realization in the middle of it, that there was really no getting out of it. Um, there, there was no uh, option for me to just leave. Um, so it was kind of scary as you can imagine. And just really um, in a sense, traumatizing as far as the way you view yourself and the way you view um the way people treat you and also just feeling isolated alone, um, 
Yeah. And, and all the while he was convincing me and manipulating me that this was some sort of um, relationship that him and I were in. And it was very skewed and sickening. And I suffered a lot of uh, verbal, emotional and um, sexual, physical abuse. So I know we're not going to tell the whole story, but you were able to get out of that situation. You guys have to listen to this episode. It was a miracle way that God just opened up the door for you to be released from that situation. So, so grateful for that. Um, But what did life look like? And that's kind of why we're taking you both on this journey with us. What has life looked like after that? How did, you know, when you talked about identity and you weren't sure really who you were and what everybody else was saying about you, what did it look like to transition out of that lifestyle or that situation into a relationship and then a marriage? Yeah. So for upon returning, um, you know, you, I didn't, even though I'm talking about it now, as if I knew what was going on, I really had no idea what was going on until much later. So when I returned home, I think I just tried to um, do life as normal. I, I tried to get a job. I just tried to live. Um, knowing that I definitely thought that what had happened was weird, but I I didn't realize the severity of it, like how it had impacted me. Um, so, you know, the next several years until I met Dusty were not pretty and very much, um, in and out of, um, you know, I was raised a Christian. So I tried going back to church and, you know, you just, that kind of thing, and that's a whole nother conversation, but it, it doesn't fix everything. It definitely helps, but the severity of what I had suffered, it, it, I wasn't just going to be able to cover it up. Yeah. And so um, then I really didn't know what, who to talk to, how to even bring it up, but I definitely tried to just find myself again. Um, but I continued, I, I re reignited my, my passion for dance and I got into dance and um tried to hold down some jobs, um, worked for my dad for a while, which was, um, which was great. And then had an opportunity to become a nanny and was responsible for other people's children. So that really helped me grow as a person. And then, um, really just kind of out of the blue, not well to me out of the blue, but not to God, uh, met, met Dusty. And it was from the get-go, it was just so different mm-hmm. than what I experienced because in the, in the years, after this situation. So from about 20, 21 and a half to 25, I basically viewed men as um, like I was using them and they were using me. And it was like a mutual, it was a mutual skewed relationship like that. And all the while, I think deep, deep down, I just wanted something like real. Mm. And when I met him, it was like, he just wanted to be my friend, which threw me completely off. Um, I was used to guys coming after me pretty hardcore from the get go, not because they wanted me, but because they wanted. Right. Yeah. And um, for him, it took me by surprise because mm-hmm. he didn't do that. Yeah. And I almost thought, well, what's wrong with me? Like what's wrong? You know, but then I realized after the fact, it's just because he was like, a genuine person <laughs> that that wasn't into into treating women like that. Dusty, for you, what was I mean towards the beginning or 
in the middle of your relationship, as far as prior to you guys getting married, when you found out about, you know, what Lindsay had walked through, what was your perspective on that? What were your feelings towards that? Um, Lindsay's always been very transparent with her journey and her life <laughs> and all that stuff. And it was always, it was harder for me in the beginning because I was not as experienced in relationships as, as she was. And yeah. I kind of was just going through life and having a good time um, with school and sports and just, just doing me um, always wanting and pursuing relationships. It just never really kind of uh, gravitated like it did when I met Lindsay and I played hard to get, which <laughs> was, was, was a line and sinker. Um, but yeah, you know, it was always, it was always hard to hear. But it never made me, never changed how I felt about her and where we were at and where we were going. Um, and I think we were even together for quite some time before you kind of came to the realization that your trip was more than what yeah. you Yeah, it was several processed. years into our marriage. I had told him about what had happened, but I didn't realize the severity of, of it. Like I didn't start calling it what we talk about now yeah and so until we had two kids already <laughs> so pretty pretty crazy absolutely so Lindsay for you as you guys continued in your dating relationship for you was it hard even if he was genuine even if he was different was it hard for you to trust in that love in that pursuit did you question your identity what did that look like for you you know, what's so wild and thinking about all of this and preparing for this is that I didn't actually question it at all. It just felt so normal and like it was right. And it all, to be honest, happened really fast. Yeah. So I don't think I even had time to question yeah. whether or not he was genuine. Yeah. I just knew he was complete polar opposite of yeah. what I had experienced. And for me, that was the 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 thing that solidified not having any doubts. Mm. Uh, I think that it wasn't until much, much later, and this marriage is probably struggle with this to this day, is that you start thinking like, is this for real? Because this feels like a fantasy or, or what, what bomb is going to drop? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not worthy of like this kind of love. So mm -hmm. why is it even here? Yeah. It, it wasn't until like, probably more recently in the last couple of years that I would start thinking like that. Yeah. But in the beginning, it was like, it was all, you know, gushy and, and in love and, and which we still are, but it was, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is it, it was fast. <laughs> it was different. Mm -hmm. And it just was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It made me realize that people like that do exist. Mm. And that looking back on it now, it's like, I think a lot of Christians or even just people in general, you know, if you're listening to this, like God really moves when you're not, when you don't realize it. Yeah. <laughs> and and he also moves when he chooses, yep. not when you've cleaned up and, and become perfect and, a lot, a lot of girls I see, you know, Christian girls are, you know, preparing themselves for their husbands. And I, I love that when I see that I'm like, that's beautiful. 
I was not doing that. I was back in the bar scene. In fact, we met in a, in a bar, um, not how you would kind of see in the movies, but we met through a mutual friend, but I think it was my message from the Lord that it's time. It's time for your life to turn around. And instead of bringing you consequences, Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring you a blessing. Yeah. And that's a hard story for me to preach because I don't want people who are caught up in, in stuff to be like, Oh, God's going to bless me in the midst of this. Right. I think God had, tried several things and they hadn't worked. And so in the midst of that, I received my, like, almost like my destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's beautiful too, for ladies that are listening or watching and feeling like, but it's too late for my story, or I've had too many relationships or I've made too many mistakes. Like how could I ever have, you know, what, what Lindsay and Dusty have. And it's like, it's by God's grace. It's by his goodness. It's by his faithfulness. And, um, it isn't like what, like you said, anything that you've earned and isn't that how it is with the Lord. It isn't about that we have to make everything perfect before we get to show up for our lives. He, he meets us right where we're at. So I love that. Okay. Oh, uh, disagree with this, but it's so funny. I, Five minutes earlier or later, we wouldn't have met. Oh, I love that. And God is, you know, he orchestrates everything. And I believe that he, um, that night was, was pivotal in both of our lives and our, our children's lives and our children's children's lives. Like you don't realize, you know, I, I hear people preach all the time, like, there are certain places that God's not. And I'm like, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that God's everywhere. And if you are a child of God, he's with you wherever you are. Yep. You know, even in all of my situations, even on that trip, even the most awful of situations, like God is right there orchestrating every single second, you know? Okay. I'm going to have you guys give a little piece of advice here. And you're both going to speak to this question. You're going to speak to the girl who's, where Lindsay was. Okay. So Lindsay, from your perspective, what piece of advice would you give her? What piece of encouragement would you give her? If she is asking herself, if it's too late, if her story is too broken, what would you say? And then Dusty, I want you to respond also from the male's perspective, what you would speak into her as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was probably a lot I would, I would say, but ultimately, um, don't lose who you know you are in your very core. Yeah. Um, for what looks like love or what, what seems like um, somebody might be giving you attention. There's, there's so much more to a relationship than just attention. Yeah. Um, and I think I would say, continue to pray and wait, mm-hmm. um, even though it's really hard yeah. uh, to wait on the Lord. Um, he is really, really good. And I wish I would have, waited instead of pursuing mm-hmm. that had no no I had no business pursuing yeah but, you know and and God I, God's not a time waster he redeems your time we waste our time but he redeems it mm-hmm. and I think that I would say what I did when I was I think 22 years old uh, somewhere along the line of my up and down hills and valleys I was uh pursuing the Lord 
pretty hard in that moment. And I wrote out a list of what I would want in a husband. And I believe that there was like 22 things on there. And I so wish I could find this list because he is every single thing on there. And these are not like super deep things. Some of them were, but some of them were super practical things. And it just, God saw that and he's like, oh, I already have this person for you, you know? So I think, you know, really knowing what you want, what you're willing to settle for and not settle for, what you're willing to um, meet in the middle on and just really waiting and praying. And, and even though it sounds old fashioned, like I had a friend of mine that told me she's single and newly separated but she said that dating right now in Mm -hmm. 2021 now 2022 is awful yeah and there's no sense of like personal connection everything is messenger instagram um nothing is 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 this like face to face Mm -hmm. at first and i just told her I, i just could not imagine that we're we're from a whole different generation where yes we as soon as we got each other's numbers and and that we were calling all the time he was calling me all the time we were hearing voices yes we were texting too but it was it was in person it was face to face it was it was the good the bad the ugly like it was any time of day didn't matter you know and it wasn't just convenience it was because we actually liked each other yes yes three hour phone calls until two o'clock in the morning yeah yeah yeah. Learning mm-hmm. about each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say ultimately, I know I said a lot, but pray, wait, mm-hmm. make a list, give it to the Lord, and then continue to put one foot in front of the other, live your life, and just watch when God just like knocks you out of the park. And you, this is what I've told people before too. So I've had to tell myself this mm. about different situations that I'm praying for or waiting for is you won't miss it. Yes. And even if you do, yes, by the grace of God, he will put you back yeah. on the path. Like, and no time is wasted. No time is wasted. So good. Yeah. Okay, Dusty, let's give some, some man advice to this girl. Uh, pretend like you're talking to Jazzy, our daughter. <laughs> um, well, I think acknowledgement is the first, the first thing. Like once you have to be ready to, to move forward and whatever path you were on. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just gonna keep you know riding the same circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once you acknowledge that, I think you really just kind of have to discipline yourself to not waste your time mm-hmm. on somebody that isn't actually into you or they're into you just for a moment. Um, Like I said, or like she said, with just the way the world is right now, I mean, all you got to do is swipe left or right. And I don't know which one means which, but uh, better not know which one. (laughs) But, but, you know, everyone just is okay. I'm over you. So now I'm swiping this way to find somebody else. Um, A relationship is more than that. A relationship is, is two ways. It's, it's deep. It's, it's more than intimacy. It's more than um, spiritual. It's more than physical. It's, it's, it's all of you. And so you got to find somebody and want to find somebody that reciprocates your same passion. Um, It's not a race to 
you know, to get into bed. It's not a race to, you know, get married, find somebody that's your friend, find somebody that's your partner, find somebody that shares the same values as you. Um, and if they don't, get out of town um, and don't waste your time. Uh, you know, three weeks of fun is not worth the heartache and the struggle of starting over. Yeah. So I would think that just, you know, hold tight. Lindsay's my first long-term relationship before I met her. I mean, I was only in a relationship, I think for about three months and I, I went on dates and I had opportunities, but it, it's weird to like, even without ever meeting them, if I looked at them, I wanted to be able to see them as my spouse yeah. before I even wasted my time. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, okay, you're really into me, but I don't like, like, no thanks. Or like, I, I don't see it. So even before talking to somebody, I'd look at them and be like, oh yeah, I could, I could see that. Hmm. Um, otherwise why, you know, why waste your time? I mean, everyone's, everyone wants fun, right? And fun is great, but life isn't, life is supposed to be fun. Life is not always fun. Though. It is, but <laughs> if if you don't have that partner that's gonna ride the ups and downs with you, then I mean, it's you're gonna be in a world of pain and just annoyed and mad and just upset and broken relationships. So I would, yeah, be disciplined. I heard like he said, be disciplined to like know what you want. And I think just keep also working on yourself. You know, the infamous line from the movie, Jerry Maguire, you know, you complete me. And it was a beautiful moment. We all cried, but you know, really your spouse is not meant to complete you. I believe you're meant to compliment each other. And God created Adam. He definitely knew that he would be alone. And so yeah. he created Eve, but they were two complete whole people on their own and God made them how they were meant to be. And they both had different skills and different, different emotional um, things that they would bring to the table. And if you're, if you're searching for your wholeness and your affirmation, your completeness in a person, they're going to let you down no matter how cool they are, no matter how amazing Dusty is. Like if I don't have my affirmation and my wholeness, in the Lord first, yep. which is not easy. It's a struggle because as humans, I think we crave that, which what, what we can see, touch, feel. Right. But a relationship is not based on feeling like, I think that's what's wrong with the world today is that we, we say, well, if I don't feel this anymore, then it must not be right. Or I feel bored. So I'm going to go do something else. You know, and we're, we're teaching our kids this. We're teaching them by being stimulated all the time, by by things being exciting all the time. There is so, such a beauty in being bored, um, yeah. being, being monotonous, being um, mundane. Yeah. And, and our life is far from mundane, but I actually think that now I cherish those moments where there's nothing happening because the Lord has blessed us with so much. Yeah. I have to also stay grounded in the moments that are, are seemingly nothing yeah. or else I will crave that excitement at all times and that's it actually is a, a a trauma victim's response to life post even post healing because it's like a forever journey of healing right is that ultimately we crave um excitement and we want things to be busy 
yeah distraction. distraction and it's funny because during um several opportunities the last couple of years the lord has given me to be down mm -hmm. uh, it, whether it was post-surgery post having babies um and then also then more recently with like quarantine and and COVID and not working yeah. at all yeah. that was so hard for me but I faced it head on. We faced it head on. And, and, and this is the problem with Westernized culture is that we are so distracted. And that is what I would say the root problem of marriages. If you, if you got really down to the nitty gritty, sure. It's infidelity, money struggles, distractions from uh, circumstances in your life, um, grief, uh, you know, healing from trauma, all these things like packaged together. But yeah. ultimately, if that person is, is not a whole person, yeah. <laughs> then, then you can't, you can't love somebody else if you don't first love yourself. The, the Bible says it, you know, that's so good. I mean, <laughs> think about bachelor and bachelorette, and you think about the main focus is how extravagant these yeah. and adventurous these dates can be, yeah. as opposed to like, what it looks like to go to the grocery store or to yeah. wipe baby's bottoms or all the things yeah. <laughs> that come with the real everyday mundane life that choosing yeah. a partner actually looks like. I love that. So yeah. it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, we can't go off of our feelings. So I kind of want to pivot now into what it looks like to choose your spouse, especially pandemic and all the things that are going on. What does it look like for you guys to be able to navigate marriage? What has it looked like for you guys to choose each other? Talk a little bit um, from both of your perspectives on that. Yeah. Who wants to go first? <laughs> um, I think there's one thing that people have said, uh, have observed about us. You even said it in one of you and I's conversations. Um, and then I actually just was with somebody yesterday that said it super randomly. And I was like, that's interesting. We're having a, we're doing a marriage podcast like tomorrow. Yeah. I'm glad that that is your perspective. <laughs> she said, she's like, you guys just date really well. And I said, you know, I think that we live in a culture that everything's, you know, I like to, I like to take pictures. Mm -hmm. um, I like to take pretty pictures. Um, and it's just like a little passion of mine. I do not want to become a photographer, just yeah. like, but I like to take pictures and I like to, um, I think it's a very deep um, spiritual, like you're freezing time. Yeah. And I have a very bad memory. Sometimes I have a really good memory on some things and a bad memory on some other things. And so looking back over what we've done and looking at pictures of our kids and just capturing moments um, for me is, is huge. So the fact that, and I'm going somewhere with this, the fact that she's like, you guys post like the most amazing pictures and all these dates you go on. And I was, and I said, you know, what's funny is that people might assume that in the back of their mind, they're like, Oh, I bet it wasn't that perfect. Or that's just the picture. I bet they, one day we're going to find out they have a terrible relationship or they can't be that. And I, and you know, I want to say to that is that yes, we have struggles. Our days don't always go fantastic or perfect. We have hard conversations. We argue, we fight, but for me, those are real. 
Like when I put something out there, I'm a very transparent person, but when I put something out there for all the world to see, for me, it has to be genuine and it can't be fake. Yeah, it, it can't because I cannot walk around consciously knowing that I'm actually at odds with this person, but I just posted this amazing picture. Right. It's different with kids. You're always at odds with your kids and your <laughs> Come on, you smile them anyway. Like, <laughs> pictures are fake. I wanna I wanna strangle them and then I'm like, I love them so much. Um but then that's how God feels about us, I think too. But I think that the the main thing that people have said to us, and I've been kind of keeping my ears perked ever since you asked us to do this yeah. almost like nine months ago. Um, uh is that we do date really well. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't know why I, I know that we just like to do things. Both of us have been created to do things. We like going places. We like experiencing things. Um, and when we also like the simple mundane home dates as well, just, just every night with each other, I'll let him talk more about that. But I think that another factor and that could be our relationship was so like hard and fast Mm -hmm. that we did not spend two years courting each other. We were instant family. We were pregnant after two months. We were getting ready for a baby. We, we got married official wedding after we already had a baby, you know, and and that's normal these days. That's not, that's not out of the ordinary, but we definitely, I feel like we're making up for lost time or something. Like we're, we're really doing all the things COVID could have driven it to the quarantine. We were, we were home for so long. I feel like afterwards now we're like, let's go travel the world. (laughs) Let's go see everything while we can. Um, But yeah, I I think that that's something that couples are lacking is they forget to date Mm -hmm. and, he has some good, um, some good advice, you know, about that, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no. Um, you know, when you get married, you, you choose your partner and then every day you get to choose that partner again and again and again. Um, And even though the word choose could lead to the choice to not choose, but that that's not the option. You get to just choose every day. So, I mean, I wake up every single day, even if I go to bed annoyed because she falls asleep on me or like, it's just a, uh, I'm just annoyed. Yeah. I choose her every single day and I go through every single day looking for the opportunity to spend time with her and looking forward to the end of the day when the kids are in bed, when then we get to then spend time together again. Um, I think we were we were married several years or maybe a handful of years before we really started finding focused time together because you get so wrapped up in like, you know, kids and work and starting businesses and stuff. And I think it was just Tuesday and Thursday nights. We started date nights and she wouldn't come home till like 10 or 11 o'clock at night for dance. And we'd have dinner and we'd watch a movie and stay up till like three o'clock in the morning drinking wine. And it just, the next day was always painful. But <laughs> those days were something to look forward to the Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then as just, time has evolved, we have grown to just want to do more and more and more. So, you know, we do choose to spend time with each other every single day. Um, And even in the days where we're annoyed with each other, I mean, she could be mad at me or I could be mad at her and she'd be like, hey, we have like an hour and a half window, let's go 
get some food and hang out. And I'm like, okay. Let's go. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, and you know, with both sides, you, you know, our relationship is like an investment. You have to make, you have, you have to make deposits before you can ever make a withdrawal. Yeah. So if you don't have anything in the bank, they won't give you anything if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll tell you to, you know, take a hike. <laughs> so I've just been programmed and maybe it's just me, maybe I'm a unicorn. Um, but I, I don't know how not to pursue my wife, even in the most frustrating moments. Mm-hmm. I remember a time this summer we were at an M's game or something. I think we had a couple of days where we just kept getting annoyed at each other. Yeah. And, you know, you try to put up a wall and be like, I'm mad. <laughs> but after time passes, you're just like, I just, I, I told you, I was like, I don't know how not to pursue because I just I want to spend time with yeah. you. I want to just spend all of our time together. And maybe that is a trauma from our relationship starting so quick. We didn't get to do anything. So now yeah. we're like, Doing peace out kids. We're like, <laughs> we're out of here. Our kids um, go jazzy especially our daughter is like you're going on another day <laughs> that's a good what about, she goes what about us don't you love us and i said to her i said i actually want to tell you something um you will appreciate this one day i was like would you rather have we actually asked both our oldest and our middle this we said would you rather have parents that love each other mm-hmm. and date and it kind of makes you uncomfortable sometimes and, and grosses you out or or you have to spend a little time on your own figuring out how how to just be. Yeah. Or would you rather have a relationship that's broken yeah. or, you know, I was like, we just because we got married doesn't mean we can't still date. Yep. And we will want the same thing for you guys. Yep. We, we want to model that for you guys. I've had people tell me before man, you just, you must have the best babysitters and mm. and we don't have babysitters and can we have yours? And I'm like, no, you can't, first of all. <laughs> but I've got a long list. So you, you can have a couple of them if you'd like. But um, but I, what I want to say to that is some people get get annoyed or, 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 or uh, frustrated if they don't have the finances. They're like, well, I don't want to pay a babysitter. And I'm like, okay, but you're not just paying a babysitter. You're you're investing in your marriage yep. um, and then your kids, they're going to be okay. They're actually going to love it. Um, depending on the babysitter that you get. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, we went through a season where Jazzy was excited when we, we leave. because <laughs> just like, yay, peace out guys. You know? So, you know, you just have to, you know, they have to get used to it. If you haven't, if that's not a habit for them, it might be hard at first and it might be hard to leave babies or whatever, but we actually made it very, very clear to each other and our families in the very beginning of our marriage. We're like, we want time away and we will drop the baby to you. And my mom and dad have been great too. They've, they've, you know, in, in the earlier parts of our marriage, um, they were taking the kids overnight all the time for us. And we still do that. We, you know, it's a little more expensive now. We hire the babysitter now, but, um, but you know, it's for me, it, it's worth it. It's worth it for him. It, he'll tell people this. He gets a completely different version of me, not because I'm fake in real life, but it's yeah. because we've got a lot of responsibility. My mind is kind of always going with yeah. what, what we need to be doing to have successful businesses and to be good bosses, be good um, workers, be good parents. Um, we, we fail miserably multiple times a week, but we're, we're always, we're always moving. It's just a, it's a, it's a 
it's a cycle, right? But when we go away or go on a date, depending on what season of life we're in, I'm much more relaxed and I'm there for him and I'm focused and I'm concentrated and it's a different, it's a different feel. And we come back refreshed, you know, um, most of the time, I would say 99.9% of the time. And then we're, we've made a habit too, that when we are coming back or even when we're on that date, Mm. we're also setting the next one. It's like, it's a, it's a schedule thing. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we have to, or else time passes and you're like, it's been three months since we've gone on a date that, I mean, for us, it's only been a week. Yeah. We were just on a date last and we're going on one today. Like I mean, we're just, we, you have to know what, what fuels your relationship, yeah. you know, you really do. And for us, that's what fuels our relationship. What would you say to the couple? Maybe one spouse is interested in carving out that time, making it happen. And the other one just isn't sure whether it's worth it. And either one of you can answer to this, but I, it's so nice that you guys are united in that, but sometimes it's not always that way. So what would you encourage them? What would your advice be? Gosh, I think it's, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. Like he said, you can't put a you can't make a withdrawal if you don't have a deposit. So guys, like if you if your intimacy life isn't yep. really where you want it to be, yep. put forth some effort. Put forth some effort, like clean the kitchen, put the kids to bed early, yep. open a bottle of wine. Well, if you don't drink, sorry if that's offensive, but um like put on a movie. We've recently in the last couple of years, probably because of COVID, again, I blame everything on that, but <laughs> we are really addicted to like Netflix see, like series and different things we can like watch together. Um, I really just that, that that is a that is a difficult that's a difficult answer. There's no right answer, but I would say just just try it. Yep. I mean, like what's the harm in trying it? Um and if, if it's the girl that doesn't want to do, which I can't imagine a girl not wanting to be dated, but um, if it's the, if it's the the woman in the relationship that doesn't want to do it, just really like, maybe you're having a hard time leaving your kids or, or, or again, paying the babysitter or whatever, um, just do it. Like we, we have found that it's really the key and the secret to, to all of it. We've, we've really tried to encourage our married couple friends Um your kids came after your relationship. Yes, you love your kids, but if there's no relationship, your kids will suffer even more. So why not? Like they're going to be okay. Yeah. They most likely won't remember (laughs) that you left them a a couple times, you know, Um, but I really, I really believe that it's, it's the key. Yes. One of the keys to successful relationship. I think it's just small things too. Like, I mean, don't bring your phone to the couch. Mm. They're in bed. Sorry. Um, that's what you do. And I have to take it away from you. <laughs> and I mean, it, you just have to make that choice. I think you have to choose. Do you care about your relationship or do you care more about, you know, Twitter and Instagram or sports center? Um, I mean, I would love to watch sports center every single night, but it gives her anxiety. So I watch it when she falls asleep or I just, check it later. Um, I mean, there's a hundred movies that I would love to watch that she has zero interest in. So ultimately my desire isn't what's most important. It's Mm -hmm. our connection because 
like it or not, I mean, depending on who kicks the bucket first, I mean, we're, we're tied together for the next yeah. 40, 50 years, yeah. um, unless somebody cuts somebody's break line. Um, <laughs> and I mean, sports center is going to come and go. I mean, movies are going to come and go. Twitter is going to come and go. I mean, just, just who cares? I mean, choose, choose the partner. And if one person is more adventurous than the other, I mean, start small. Yeah. I mean, just a movie at night. I mean, talk about it, plan it. Uh, some people don't process things well, like in the moment, but like, hey, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, walls go up and be like, hey, on Tuesday night, there's a new movie coming out. Can we sit down and watch it together? Yeah. You know, that way you can wrap your head around it. Yeah. Um, and if something comes up, then something comes up, that's fine. You try again another day, mm-hmm. but you got to make the priority and you got to want to. I think yeah. that's, that's it. Like, I mean, I don't want to be married to somebody I don't like. I don't want to be married to somebody that doesn't want to do anything with me or I want to be married to somebody that is in a different room playing video games and somebody else is out there and, you know, playing yeah. on their phone. That's or not a relationship. Like that. So, I mean, that's a roommate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a relationship. Yeah. I, even today, as I was preparing for this, I was actually working out this morning and the, the guy that I work out with, he's absolutely crazy. His <laughs> name you know, it's a beach body, Sean T. I know him. Yes. He says to you, you know, the, the pep talk at the end, because you've just done the most excruciating workout ever. And he's like, stay committed or stay connected to your commitment or no, stay committed to your connection, stay committed to your connection. And he said that about working out because, you know, you get in a rut where you just don't do it today and then you don't do it again tomorrow. And then you're all of a sudden you're like, Oh, it's been so long. Yeah. For me, I'm so committed to my connection that I'm going to make that space to do it wherever we need, whatever we each other needs, we yeah. make that connection. And we also communicate a lot about what those expectations are. Yeah. Um, even if they're not being met, even if there's disappointment, even if, you know, whatever. But I loved what Sean T said, I thought it was marriage advice too. Stay committed to your connection. And that's why I say regularly go back and look at Mm. the faithfulness of the Lord in your life. And also just the way that you guys met the way, all the, all the things that all the good things that have happened in your relationship and recall those look at pictures. If you need to, I have tons for that reason. You look at moments because sometimes you think your life is so, so hard for a season, even going back and looking at pictures from 2020. I was doing this yesterday as I was putting together some stuff for my son's slideshow. And, and I was looking at pictures from 2020 and I was like, you know, we all, we all thought that was the most horrific thing ever. And for some it was, Yeah. so I'm not discrediting that, but I, I took pictures of the happy moments we were having. And that's all I remember. Yeah. From it. That's all I remember. And that's, I think, what, what we do not do well enough as a society of marriage is we do not record the happy moments. We keep, we, kept, we keep a laundry list of all the things that are wrong or all the things we wish we would change about this person. You know, I was thinking about people that 
marriages and people that grow as they get older and they, they change and they, they shift. And sometimes that causes division in a relationship, but sometimes the, the woman is like, I just wish this were different or that were different. So I'm just going to, I'm going to pray until I see that change. Right. I don't have specific examples about what, what that could be right this second, because that could be so many different things, but there are some things mm. that are actually just part of who God has created them to be that, that actually can't change. And, and maybe they can grow or they could, they could, um, uh, you know, there could, it could be not as dominant, but that's, there's a reason why God called you to be their spouse because you can help soften those things or, or whatever. But I think we spend so much time there to change our partner that we don't spend enough time just embracing who they are and seeing them as God sees them. People, unless they know us really well, they will, you don't realize that Dusty and I are complete polar opposites, complete polar opposites. On paper, our marriage should not work. Mm. But in, in, by grace and who God has created both of us to be, there's a balance there. Yeah. Um, for my craziness, he's super even keeled and, and level-headed yeah. for his more um, reserved. I'm more outgoing and social. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just so many different things that I don't think I could be married to somebody as outgoing as me. We'd be in competition with each other the entire time. And that's where I don't necessarily agree with all of the aspects of putting together an online dating profile that says all these things that you are, and you're trying to be matched with somebody else that might be the same exact things. That's a recipe for disaster in some cases, not in all cases, there's exceptions to every rule, but I think there's, there's just so much to be said about embracing the person that God has chosen for you Mm. and really putting in the work to grow together. Yeah. Even when it's hard, there's been moments and I'm ashamed to say it where I have thought, Maybe life, our life would look different if, if I would have chosen somebody else, or maybe the reason why we're stuck in this place is because, because of me, maybe I'm, I'm the, the bad apple here or, or whatever. And you, you just can't think like that. I think one of our, our pieces that we wrote down, we wanted to share today is that life will give you a lot of disappointment. Mm. Life will give you a lot of really tough circumstances. You might look at us and go, what have you guys gone through? I'm telling you, there was a year of our marriage in 2012, I believe, Mm -hmm. where outside circumstances were literally coming for us. Like, and it, and it continues. We, we, again, in 2017, again, in 2020, I mean, it just like the enemy will not leave you alone. And and if he can get at one, he can mm-hmm. build up a wall and get at the other. And yep. then all of a sudden you're, instead of doing life like this, now you're starting to do this yep. and it's, it takes a big whammy to like, try to get back on that, on that thing by the grace of God. But I, I know that we have done a really good job. It's not easy. And I'm telling you, it is so, so difficult to walk through suffering in a marriage where it may feel like suffering to one person and the other person doesn't see it like that or, or whatever, or maybe you're both suffering together and try to navigate how you're reacting, but outside circumstances, yeah. i.e. a job, yeah. a, a loss of a loved one, grief, all of these things yeah. cannot 
and should not tear you apart. And if anything, it should drive you yeah. to your knees yeah. and closer, closer together. Yeah. So good. Let's talk about that a little bit with the fact that, you know, scripture talks about that trials will come and the enemy, his job is to kill, steal and destroy. Yeah. So what can you guys do collectively, spiritually, daily um, mm-hmm. that it's not foolproof because the trials will come, but to stay united as you battle those trials together? Yeah. I think. Do you want to talk to that or do you want me to first? Um, Okay. I think that the stuff we've said already is a great foundation for then when trials come. If you're already regularly spending time together, like sometimes we watch a movie together and then sometimes he can feel that I've, I'm, I'm walking through something or I can feel that there's something that's happened that day or we we're walking through something and it ends up being a conversation. Yeah. And we, we are, we are each other's counselor. Yeah. Even if he doesn't have an answer for me for the first several years of our marriage thought, I thought he didn't care. He was just listening and processing and I had to learn Instead of asking God to change him, I had to learn that that's who God gave me to help me process my disappointment is that he listens. And then later, sometimes up to a day or two later, gives me encouragement or advice. I think that when you've established already, again, when you've made deposits Mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with the trials and suffering of life, when you've already made those deposits, when those things happen, you have a bank full Mm. of of affection and affirmation for each other. And you know, you can run to them. Do do I sometimes run to a friend? Absolutely. Is, is counseling healthy? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Is having a pastoral covering over you? Absolutely. But ultimately I believe that just like God calls himself wonderful counselor, mm-hmm. almighty God, healer, protector. I believe that God has given that to me in mm-hmm. myself. And it's not, he doesn't, it's not like either of us are naturally that way. We've, we've walked a road that gives us those kind of characteristics as we grow together. Yeah. And um, so that would be my advice is that foolproof your marriage Fireproof your marriage. Remember that movie, yeah. that yeah. super cheesy Christian yeah. movie that we all went and saw, like with our with our life we there. Yeah, yeah, we were there. Yeah, um, I really believe in in fireproofing your marriage with little things, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It, see, this is the thing: is you got to understand that this is not this is not me. And we ride around on a cloud, and we're always just like, "Good morning," and here's your here's your meal for the day, and like like, "Oh, babe, you're so amazing," and all this. I mean, it's it's not it's not necessarily like that. It's it's just it's just life. You're just living it together. And I thought of something that I think at the end of the day, if you're having a hard time dealing with life's trials, whether or not they have anything to do with your marriage. Like, like some of your trials could be because of the the relationship, infidelity, finances, disagreement on just moral things, whatever. I think that if you at the end of the day, realize that you're on the same team, good. You're not on different teams. Yeah. 
then do not let disappointment divide you because mm-hmm. disappointment and trials and suffering is, is inevitable. The yep. Bible says we're going to, we're going to get suffer. We're going to like, it's, it's promised to us. So you have to, when it comes and I've learned how to deal with disappointment better than I used to, um, that you have to understand that this person is on my team. Yep. He, he doesn't, want me to be disappointed even if the disappointment is in something that's happening in our life where i feel like i'm disappointed in him or he's disappointed in me or or whatever mm. don't let it divide divide you put a wall up don't don't even lay the first brick yeah. it has nothing to do with you two as a couple yeah. um you know, unless we're talking about something that that does have everything to do with you as a couple then you need to maybe seek some counsel and some pastoral covering and all and, and prayer. Um, but I think really just coming down to it, it's you, your spouse and God, yep. and you are on a three headed team. And there is, yes. there's no, there should be no division there when, when that's your focus. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Reach. <laughs> I know, right. Drop the mic. Um, <laughs> Well, we're going to get ready to wrap up, but I don't want to miss. Is there any other nuggets that you wanted to highlight or touch on before we wrap up? Because I know that you had some different thoughts. I want to make sure that we do that. Yeah, I think Dusty and I um, just really, you know, we could joke all day about like, um, you know, he always says the secret to a marriage is like also sex like you've got that just has to be part of your marriage like it really does and again you can't make a withdrawal until you've got deposits so deposits look like practical everyday things and and i'm we don't have a have a perfect sex life and that's something that i want to work on and we are working on um you know, people are tired, you have kids, like, you know, you have schedules, you own businesses, you just want to go to sleep at night. But again, this is why we schedule dates and things away. And we try to, you know, just really pursue each other in that way. Um, But, you know, being a coming into a marriage from having all of the brokenness that I had prior sex and this can be a different conversation, like a, a a part three, but like (laughs) sex can become something that is really um, traumatizing. And, and even though I don't associate it with the partner that he's given me, God's given me now, the stuff does come up once in a while and that he's really done a good job of not taking that personally. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also just really believing that, that again, stay committed to your connection and connection happens in intimacy. And it also happens in, in all sorts of intimacy, but not just sex, but staying committed to your connection is really the key and, and doing kind of whatever it takes um, for that. Yeah. I think there's even small things you can do to stay connected. It's, it's funny. There's, I've had a mindset, a mind shift, and um, just through how we communicate on our phones. It's funny, my daughter changed her name on my phone to Sexy Babe with a bunch of kissing her. <laughs> and, you know, and then there's like, a, she, the profile picture is just her with a kissy face. And so now when she calls her text message, I get like Sexy Babe. Yeah. 
and kissing emojis. And it's funny because I, I received a text message and a phone call different than I did when it was just left. Yeah. And she's got dusty my love with kissy yeah. emojis. And yeah. so, you know, before like she called me like, oh crap, what you want now? Or <laughs> just leave me alone. Um, but now, now it's just different. And so, you know, when she answers the phone, she's like, hello, dusty my love. And just, just different things like that. You got to set yourself up for success because yeah. yeah. if you set yourself up any other way then i mean success is an uphill battle and so if you stop pushing that boulder uphill it's going to roll back down on you so you know, it's just little things i mean relationships are as hard as you make them or mm-hmm. easy as, as you make easy them as you make them and no relationship is perfect like i said we've been married 17 years and the plan is to be for 40 50 more um but you got to put forth the work and there's gonna be days that she's totally mad at me for doing something stupid or i'm gonna be (laughs) mad at her for being ridiculous um but that's just a moment it's not it's not the entire relationship remember jesus got mad too like we i I just believe that yeah i just emotions are when when dealt with in a healthy way emotions are beautiful and and it's okay to be mad and it's okay again to be disappointed and even we're even um currently walking through something right now where we feel like we have prayed and we have done all the work we've done the groundwork what is going on and it it was a, took its toll i think a little bit last um spring because we i had felt like it was because something was wrong in our life then 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 disappointment really got to me and I just felt like man the grass is probably greener somewhere else but the grass is greener where you water it and I I just fully believe that and when you make that again make that choice yeah love is not a feeling it's a it's a choice yeah um and and I think that when you stay committed to your connection again and you date yeah then You've got a recipe for a successful relationship. So good. So good. Well, I know that everyone are going to want to follow you because you have the pretty <laughs> pictures, but it's not just the pretty pictures. So how can they do that, Lindsay and Dusty? How can they follow you on social media and connect with you guys? Well, he is anti-social media, which is <laughs> a good thing. Good thing. <laughs> My daughter actually had to create a social media account for him and she she posts sometimes and runs it. I'm like, what <laughs> um, anyway. Mine is uh my personal one is CooperFam5 on Instagram and then just Lindsay Cooper on Facebook. But um the dance company is identity dance uh, underscore or identity dance underscore co for company, and then the events business is something like identity e and e i don't know what i did i had to do something weird but it's on there if you go to my my profile on my personal one all my handles are on there and so yeah you can find us please friend us please follow like i don't um i'm not here to you know have followers or whatever like that like i don't i don't believe in all that but if I can be an encouragement to somebody or or they see something that that gives them hope in their day then that's then we've done our job, you know. I love that. I love that. And for those of you that are watching or listening or driving or taking care of kids and you're like, I didn't get all that, that's okay. We've got you covered. There all the links are in the show notes. 
Thank you, Lindsay and Dusty, for your transparency, for your vulnerability to be able to share and to just point to God's goodness and faithfulness, even through struggles and hard times. And keep pursuing your marriages, y'all. Keep pursuing your marriages. Take all of this amazing wisdom to heart and put it into practice today. Oh, what an incredible conversation with Lindsay and Dusty today. It's so amazing to see God's redemption continued throughout their story and the fact that now others can look at their marriage and see redemption. They can see what it looks like to choose their spouse, just to be an encouragement to date your spouse, all of the things that we got to unpack today. So I just loved this episode full of wisdom. Hey, if you are enjoying this podcast, then the best way to let us know that is by giving us a review. By giving us a review, it allows us to keep bringing you more content each week. Well, we can't wait to share another story of God's redemption next time, but until then, you keep living those brave stories for Jesus. I wanted to take a moment to give a shout out to our sponsor of the Bringing Her Hope podcast, Friends of Hope. Friends of Hope is a nonprofit ministry dedicated to the support of Christian radio, Christian events, new media, and activities that share the good news of Jesus Christ. So thanks again, Friends of Hope, for sponsoring the Bringing Her Hope podcast so we can continue to share more brave and beautiful stories of God's redemption.